Welcome to the University of Michigan Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Residency Podcast. I'm Trent Hall, PGY4. This episode was recorded live November 29, 2018, at the annual Theodore Cole Resident Research Day. This event commemorates the lifetime achievements of Dr. Theodore Cole, a pioneer in the field of PM&R and the second chair of our department. Dr. Corey Warnemont presents his original research the effects of participation in karate on health outcomes in adolescents with Down syndrome. For more information, visit our residency website. So my name is Corey Warmutt. Thank you for the introduction, PGY4. Um, A little over two years ago, Dr. Christy McKinney invited me to uh, be part of this group with Dr. Horniak, Dr. Pearson, Dr. Ulrich to look at the effects of karate in regards to uh, health outcomes with individuals, specifically adolescents with Down syndrome. This is my third Ted Cole day, I guess, presenting on this topic. So I've been here a few times, but this is my first time without my buddy, uh, Christy, so who has uh, moved on to Greener Pastures as she graduated this last year. I wanted to make sure to acknowledge her work and her efforts in this, uh, in this project. So including her in the small way that I could, this is uh, Dr. McKinney. She was, uh, as you can see, a, a fun partner and a great partner, and she did great work, and was very appreciative of everything that she's done, even since she's graduated. So with that said, um, over you. So we are looking at the uh, general health and physical fitness of uh, adolescents with Down syndrome. We want to uh, take a look at the literature and quickly review a previous study that uh, Christy, along with Dr. Horniak, Dr. Ulrich did um, in this field, um, look at our actual research project with the hypothesis, methods, measurements, and whatnot, and then take a look at our preliminary data. We're getting close to being done. We're not quite there, but getting close. So overall, our challenges. So we know through past uh, research that individuals with Down syndrome are more likely to develop obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, sleep disturbances, slow GI motility. As physicians, we all know this is exacerbated by lack of physical activity. We know in individuals with Down syndrome that left less than 50% of them uh, actually partake in the recommended uh, 60 minutes of physical activity each day. Additionally, the most sedentary age is that adolescent age, 14 to 15. We know that decreased aerobic capacity limits their ability to perform ADLs, and this is all within the context of the fact that continued ambulation is one predictor of survival among adults with Down syndrome. So they, in a prior study, they tried to tackle this a little bit with, a, with trying to teach kids how to ride a bicycle as an intervention to improve health outcomes. They started off, as you can see in the picture in the middle, with kind of a modified bike to kind of help train them. That got advanced to a two-wheel bike, and overall, kids did really well. 73% of them learned how to ride. They ended up finding significant uh, improvements in leg strength, balance, decreased uh, BMI. So overall, it did really well. Big problem is that over time, they kind of lost the skills and then kids stopped writing, so we lost the benefits of the intervention. Big thing was, you know, we live in a beautiful state of Michigan where it's nice and cold during the winter. They weren't able to bike, so during the winter months, they weren't actually using the intervention, which led to springtime, summer rolling around, and they weren't able to actually do it, or they lost some of those skills. As a result, there was this fear of falling, so again, kind of further compounding the uh, difficulty with getting them to actually ride bikes. 
this necessitated mom or dad or brother or sister or friend or whoever to be with them to kind of supervise them once again. For all the parents in the room, everyone knows everyone has busy schedules. It's tough to get out with your kids sometimes. Um, all of which, again, kind of led to this domino effect, which negated the benefits of the study, unfortunately. So our solution <laughs> was karate. So we move forward with karate. Uh, you know, it, the beautiful thing about karate, it can be done at any skill level. Uh, they, uh, and you'll see a video at the very end. Um, kids can start at the beginning. They, if they have high skills, they can start, advance a little bit further on, but they advance at their own pace. It's not seasonal, obviously. They can do it at any time through the year. It's so beautiful for this great state of Michigan. Um, parents certainly are invited to do it with them, but aren't required to. They can do this at home or within the uh, setting of their uh, actual formalized program. So our hypotheses were adolescents with Down syndrome who participate in karate will have improved health outcomes as measured by this alpha fitness test, which I'll get into. In addition, we anticipated that karate would improve overall mobility physical activity, and general affect as reported by parents um, within these promise measure questionnaires. Also, those enrolled in karate classes would actually continue to participate in karate after completion of the study. So the individuals that we looked at, we chose that kind of adolescent range, which is that kind of most sedentary range of individuals with dis disability. Um, individuals with Down syndrome, they had to be able to participate in exercise at least two hours a week and had no formal martial arts classes in the prior three months. Exclusion criteria included behavioral problems that would prevent them from participating in a class. This was subjectively received through questioning of the uh, parents. Any health problems that would preclude them from being involved in these activities, such as uncontrolled seizures or coexisting diagnoses such as uh, being on the autism spectrum disorder. So our study was a randomized control study. We shot for 30, but we went with, uh, uh, we end up with 16 participants. They're randomized in blocks of four to two per group. So we had the experimental group in which they were enrolled in a karate class at PKSA, which was Professional Karate Schools of America. This is a franchise program that includes standardized teaching curriculum and which uh, had multiple sites throughout the state of Michigan, which allowed us to kind of uh, pool or get a, a bigger pool of uh, individuals. They had to uh, participate in two 45-minute karate classes per week over the course of three months. We asked that they attended at least 20 of 24. They certainly could do more if they wanted to and encouraged them to practice at home. Our control group, really, we left it fairly wide open with the exception they were not, we didn't want them in any martial arts. They could do their regular activities um, we did give them the option of participating in the uh, PKSA program upon completion of their six-month testing. Our testing was done both baseline, three months after completion of the uh, uh, intervention, and then six months. So our measurements, uh, as I mentioned, include the alpha fitness test, which is a battery of tests which have been proven to be valid and reliable for the assessment of health-related physical fitness in children and adolescents including those with Down syndrome, allowing health monitoring at the population level, include BMI, waist circumference, tricep skin fold, hand grip, standing long jump, and a 20 meter shuttle run. We also tossed in a unipedal uh, standing balance, especially given the uh, intervention with karate to see how balance kind of changed over time. Additionally, I mentioned we used these PROMISE questionnaires, which PROMISE is a, it's a variety of measures. There's several different questionnaires that you can do. 
um, that have been shown to be valid to evaluate and monitor physical, mental, and social health outcomes in both adult and children's. And it's been shown to be valid both in the general uh, populations as well as in individuals with chronic conditions. So the measures that we chose, we chose, they can be actually patient reported or parent proxy. We chose the parent proxy and we chose three different questionnaires, each of which had eight questions. We looked at uh, parents reporting of a, their uh, child's function or mobility, physical activity, and general affect. And this, the report was all within the seven days prior to the testing period. So a, all of them had five answers to a question. So for example, uh, my child could get up them from, from the floor and the parents would, at, would answer with no trouble, with little trouble, some trouble, a lot of trouble, or not able to do so at all. So looking at our baseline data, as I mentioned, we had 16 that completed baseline data. Of those 16, 12 have completed all testing, the baseline three months, six months. We had, actually I should say 13, 12 are included in the preliminary data. One just finished and didn't get into the preliminary data. We have one more that will be finishing up in about three months and then we had two that dropped out due to a variety of reasons. One got sick and the other we just kind of lost to follow up. Um, with, so this is a bunch of information on our alpha fitness test. You don't have to go through kind of all this. Um, the bigger thing is we have the data on the left, your left, yep. Uh, reference values for alpha fitness tests for a 14-year-old boy, 14-year-old girl on the right. My bigger thing that I want to point out is below in the yellow box, if you look at the reference values relative to our subjects, you can simply see that our subjects were well below uh, average for kind of age adjustment values, kind of across the board. So that's kind of what we're starting with. Baseline data for the um, uh, promise measures. So you get, after scoring the promise measures, you get a growth score, which that's really not terribly relevant, but that gets translated into a T-score, which is just simply a standardized score where 50 is the mean. 10 above or 10 below is basically equivalent to one standard deviation above and below. If you look at the positive affect and, and physical activity T-score, third from the bottom and, and the bottom, you can see we're, our, our subjects were pretty close to the mean, but if you go to kind of overall mobility, it's about one standard deviation below kind of population average or population norm for at the, uh, at the baseline. So in regards to our preliminary data, we, uh, as you can see, so for the, I'm gonna report just three of them. So the mobility T-scores. So for the experimental group in the blue, there was a change of about 6.65. Again, about a change of 10 is about one standard deviation. So from baseline to six months, our experimental group improved about 6.65 on the parent proxy scores regarding uh, mobility, which did find significance uh, with p-value of 0.04. The control group actually went down 0.57. If you look at the intergroup difference in gray, that would uh, end up being a 7.22 change, which also found significance. As we move to the long jump, didn't technically meet uh, uh, significance, although very, very close in regards to the experimental group and the change from baseline to six months. Um, the control group actually went down, and then when you look at the difference between the experimental and control group, um, there was a prominent uh, increase, 17.49, which didn't meet P, uh, statistical significance, however, was trending that direction. The other one that I wanted to report and mention was the shuttle run, which was uh, how, it basically it was 20 second, or it was 20 meter shuttle run, but they would go until they kind of either 
failed, they couldn't meet, get there in time, or they just fatigued out. Our control group was able to run for about 13 seconds more, and again, didn't meet statistical significance, but uh, with our small group, we found, we thought it was important to kind of at least report that they were or trending in that direction uh, a fair amount. The control group did not improve a whole lot. Um, when you look at the intergroup difference, again, it doesn't meet statistical significance, but at least uh, kind of trending that way. So looking at the one that we definitively met statistical significance, this is the um, parent or the uh, promise score for the mobility in which looking at the questions, if you look at, so my child could do sports and exercise that other kids could do. They could get up from the floor. They could play with other kids. They could move their legs. They could stand up without help, stand up on the tiptoes, walk up and down stairs. You know, from a PM&R perspective, we have all these different values, but this is all function. This is kind of our bread and butter. And, and I would argue that this is the most important of the different variables that we looked, or different outcomes that we really looked at. And that was the one that we found the most uh, most change amongst our, uh, our group. We talked about the limitations of the bike study um, and that a lot of them lost, uh, weren't able to do it over time or they stopped doing it and, and so we lost some of the benefits and we don't know what's gonna happen with our study. We're planning on calling all the uh, subjects that uh, completed the uh, testing to see at one year to see how many of them are still participating. But as of right now, they were completely allowed to stop continue to do whatever they want. So far, all six participants that completed have decided on their own dime that they wanted to uh, continue with the programs um, just because they found a uh, significant benefit of it and they've enjoyed it. Limitations of our study, obviously it's small sample size. So difficult finding a true difference in true statistical uh, uh, changes. Um, and we knew that going in and we hope to have a, little, a few more. Um, but one of our difficult parts is we're in Ann Arbor which is a very motivated group of people. And it turns out, once we started recruiting, about midway through recruiting, we found out that a lot of the kids in Ann Arbor, in particular the Ann Arbor Down Syndrome Association, is already tightly affiliated with uh, another karate program in the area. So it made recruiting in this area very difficult because we got such great people here in town. Um, so we had a small sample size. Um, the other part in regards to recruitment is a lot of our recruiting was done with the Down or through Down Syndrome Associations throughout the state, which at that point we're, we're already to a degree pooling from really motivated families, individuals. Um, so that certainly can have an effect. Control group did not provide another option for pure adult interaction, but something that I didn't put on here that is another factor is because we had these motivated individuals, almost all the controls when asking the, asking the families, they were all involved in other programs, whether it's Special Olympics, swimming, wrestling, whatever it may be. So they were all, almost all of them were doing something and you, obviously we, we can't tell them not to do that, but that certainly can factor in on some of the uh, results. Measurements completed in different seasons. I think the biggest thing with this is our promise measures asked the parents all the questions in relation to the seven days prior to coming in. So in regards to physical activity, mobility maybe a little bit, but I think more physical activity and maybe even affect, that changes when you're talking about someone in the, in the uh, middle of the uh, winter here when there's two feet of snow on the ground versus during the summer. So certainly that can uh, play into this a little bit too. So overall summary, try provide an appropriate avenue of exercise that can be individualized to appropriate skill levels, performed during all season and performed without reliance on caregivers. Subjects demonstrate significant improvement in parent proxy uh, measures on mobility scores. 
Subjects voluntarily controlled and programmed completion after, of the, uh, uh, after the intervention. This kind of serves as a proof of concept study with expected significance and outcomes, hopefully with larger sample sizes. Kind of future directions, you know, certainly considering a larger study, one year of participation, which was our initial goal and it, for various reasons didn't work out. Um, considering behavioral outcomes, which was some of the feedback that we got from the families that behaviorally their kids were doing much better. So certainly looking at uh, incorporating some different uh, behavioral outcomes as well. And then looking at younger ages before they're already kind of involved potentially with uh, some of these other activities. Um, I hope I'm, I'm probably taking a little bit of liberty here because I think I'm out of time, but I want to show a three minute video. Um, hopefully you'll indulge me. Um, the, uh, our project got picked up. We, did, we tested four or five kids out in the Port Huron area, and it got picked up by one of the journalists out there who wrote a really nice article and then uh, put together a uh, video on our group. So um, I'm going to share that real quick. Martial arts has, it opens doors for everybody from little kids all the way up to 
So the one thing that she said in there, and I don't know if you could catch it or not, but she said uh, that Cole, she, she was actually driving the car and all of a sudden Cole out of nowhere yelled out one of his karate uh, yells. And it, he's a fairly nonverbal kid. And he was someone that she just arbitrarily said, behavioral has been great at home. Communication has opened up at home. And it was kind of something that we weren't really expecting as part of. So again, as part of the future study, it was something that we thought might be interesting to uh, potentially include as well. So anyways, thank you for indulging me on that. I'm open to uh, any questions. That's great. Thank you. This has been an episode of the University of Michigan Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Residency Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for additional episodes, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to check out our residency website, 